Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Growing Up Female with me, Connie Simmons. This is the podcast where we chat about what it's really like to grow up female behind the shiny social media profile. I'll be chatting to a whole host of young, inspirational women about race, beauty standards, periods, body shaming, sex, relationships, social media, everything it means to grow up as a female today. So today's guest is presenter and DJ, empowerment coach and body confidence queen, Ashley James. Ashley, Woo. thank you so much for being a guest. I mean, what an intro. I know. I was going to say, can I just uh, take you with me everywhere to introduce me? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't you hate it when people say, oh, so what do you do? And you're like, um... Yeah, I love that you're an empowerment coach. I'm definitely going to touch on that. That's amazing. Um, and actually, whenever I speak to you on social media, because we mainly have little comments here and there, um, I can tell that you've... Um, you've got that in you to just make people feel good which is really really nice oh thank you that's really nice um how are you feeling at the moment obviously um this is going to go live um while everyone's pretty much still in lockdown or in self-isolation and how are you getting on do you know what I actually feel okay obviously like I'm sure everyone has I have ups and downs but over the years I've got quite good at retraining my brain so whenever I feel a bit overwhelmed or stressed or worried I always stop myself and think will worrying change the outcome and usually Mm. the answer is no because if you worry about it it's not going to fix it so then I I say like okay stop worrying now think of five things that you're grateful for in this situation so it might be that I get to spend more time with my dog or you know even like things that you forget to be grateful for like the fact that we've got a roof over our heads when so many people don't the fact that we've got our health or that my grandma's safe and then I find that that's really leveling because then you're like okay great so I don't need to worry I'm fine and I'm grateful and I'm happy so I just try and keep practicing that whenever um, it gets overwhelming. I do definitely think like that retraining your mind to think in that way in a sort of more positive way is so um, like it's like golden because I've got friends that just worry and worry and they just worry to the point where they've just made a tiny little thing into the hugest um, like situation and they can't sleep. And- Do you know what's really interesting that I learned through um, studying this empowerment coaching course is mm. that humans don't like living in the present, which is why we either act really nostalgic for the past and we think that everything was better in the past or our ex was actually amazing or whatever it is that we romanticize or we think I'll be happy once I've achieved this and you're thinking to the future so so it's actually yeah so it's actually trying to like train yourself to be like the present is okay and who knows we might actually look back back at lockdown and be like oh life was so nice it was I really miss not having to take the tube every morning I really miss getting to have time to (laughs) zoom with my friends or whatever it might be why are humans never content it's so true I'm guilty of that 100% not like I've actually been really guilty recently of sort of letting my body confidence slip away and I'm looking at old photos of before I've before Macy going oh I will get back to that and then you're like Connie you've had a baby your body's evolved your body's changed like it's done the most incredible thing and I'm like going I am battling with myself at the moment I'm in a good place right now but at the start of lockdown for some reason it really knocked my body confidence like why would something like this affect how I looked at myself physically do you 
Do you know what? I I totally relate. I felt exactly the same. And I think it's because all the control and the world as we knew it was changing. So when we can't control our surroundings, I find that we try and control other things. So if we've had body dysmorphia or eating disorders or whatever, or body issues, Mm. we are like, right, I need to control this. But what I have done that really helps is when I look back at images of myself and I see like, wow, my body was perfect. And it actually really was. And I'm sure I'll look back in five years and think that about my Mm. body now. I think but I wasn't happy then, which means mm. that my body was never the issue. It was my mind. Mm. So I, I just try to like be really good at being like, looking at my the, mind, looking at the whole body. picture, looking beyond aesthetics again, like it's such a important thing. Yeah. I think your body's perfect. I think your body's amazing. Whenever I see a picture of you in your lingerie, I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> she is so oh. fit. But then I also love how you show like the reality of it as well. And that actually in that picture, you're, you're wearing stunning lingerie. It's really flattering shape on you. And you're just like enhancing what you've already got. And you'll then also show just the reality of just wearing like a new, a plain, plain underwear and like you might be sitting down so obviously you're going to have a role because everyone does when they sit down no matter how slim or whatever they are and I just love that and I think that message is so important um the one that you share I have found myself going back to your um posts um during this time going like just from like you know we're all in the same boat yeah that's the thing and I think it's like realizing that we all have I'd hate even calling them flaws or imperfections because they're really not. Because when I go on holiday, back in the day when we used to be able to go on holiday, um, (laughs) and I'd look at girls on the beach, I'd be like, oh my gosh, she looks amazing. Wow, I wish my hips were that big. Look at her bum. Or like, oh, I wish I had small boobs like that. And I'm not judging anyone being like, oh my God, disgusting. She's got cellulite. Like I actually have got to a point, I think from following so many different types of bodies that I think cellulite is so sexy. I think I love seeing like really cute dimply bottoms like Lizzo's bum and stuff. And I think once you realize that you see it as a beautiful and very normal thing, then you can like kind of get to know your body. And even for you, like your body is a miracle. Like your body grew Macy. How cool is that? Exactly, exactly. Something you can never take for granted. And um, like, although, you know, when your body changes so much as much as it has now, like, at first, it can be so hard to accept change, like change can be difficult for some people. Like I I find change difficult. um, At first, I have to get my head around it. But once I got my head around it, I was just like, you know, you know, this is who I am. And I'm really proud of it. And I'm so lucky. Because I know so many women aren't as lucky as that, so it's just looking at the bigger picture and just, um, just, just realizing that what we thought or think is perfect isn't actually isn't actually realistic. Yeah, totally. And do you know what? I feel so sorry for myself that in my twenties I thought being skinny and like totally restricting what I ate like the fact that pasta is my one of my favorite things in the world I'm going to say one of my top 10 things in life (laughs) and I didn't eat it for a decade and oh wow that was because of like a fear of being big or the like false narrative that being Mm. skinny is healthy and Mm. and beautiful because it's it's really not and I I feel like even now I sometimes have to remind myself like being bigger is not bad and I really hate the narrative that if you're bigger it's it's linked to being unhealthy because how many people do we know that are very skinny who are so unhealthy but nobody questions the fact that they live on a diet of crisps and alcohol yeah so um yeah I think like even even in lockdown when I've been like, oh, I'm, I'm getting bigger. Like I've had to change loads of my trousers and I've, you know, I'm wearing like elasticated waistbands all the time. And I just think like, who cares? So I'm getting bigger. Like I've got friends who are bigger than me. I don't look at them in disgust. So why should yeah. I look at my body in disgust? Oh my God, it's so true. It's so true. So it, and it's refreshing to, to know that you haven't always been this confident, always had this mindset. How did you change your mindset from the girl that didn't eat uh, eat pasta her favorite food for 10 years to who you are now like you know like the fact that you're so comfortable to even say you're getting bigger and that you're wearing elasticated weights you know there's so many celebrities out there that just wouldn't even admit to that um yeah but I guess it's not I guess you have to if people aren't in this place I guess you have to see it with kindness because I feel like we all grow up no matter what body shape we have even the models as I'm sure you know, are some of the most insecure people because everybody is kind of trying to achieve 
something that's unachievable. Like even when I used to lingerie model, my body would be airbrushed and my waist made smaller or whatever it might be. So everyone has the same insecurities, no matter what our size is. And that just shows that it's society and diet culture that's the problem and not us. So we can like forgive ourselves for feeling that way. And to be honest, like my eating kind of came hand in hand with lack of self-esteem, a lack of self-confidence. And that was kind of um, reinforced by just attracting awful relationships just because I didn't really value myself and I didn't think I deserved better. So my journey of loving myself started about 13 years ago just because I I realized I can't go on like this. Like I hate myself and I don't think I deserve anything. And that's a problem. So I did anything I could. I started reading self-help books. I went to go see psychics because I felt like I needed to know that it was going to be okay. Yeah, I've done that. Um, And I remember even reading self-help books at the beginning thinking like, there's no way I'm going to love myself. Like this is fair enough. And it's an interesting read, but I'll never get there. But slowly and surely you do start to believe it and you do start to like, I guess, put value in other things as well. Like I think it's so interesting that we're kind of brought up to only not only care but you know thinking that our relationship status and our weight are the most important things and actually we're so much more than that Mm, absolutely and do you think that who you're surrounding yourself with is another um factor in it all and like removing certain people is sort of the only way to find that self-love because like you said, like you, you hated yourself and you didn't see value. Is that because someone made you feel like that or is it just society in general? Um, I think having done a lot of like, and an, an, I can't even say the word, a lot of analysis of myself, I think a lot of my insecurities stemmed from being a working class kid that was sent to boarding school. Like I feel really lucky and I understand that my parents who didn't really get to have an education and you know they they wanted to give me the best opportunity but what it meant for me as a child was that I was put in this school where I was kind of told that everything about my upbringing was wrong because they it was kind of like a snobbery so I, I always knew that I didn't quite fit in but then I'd go home and I'd be too posh um I'm from like near Newcastle so people didn't want to hang out with me there because I was too posh but at school I was not sound like a Geordie whatsoever I know I got it literally I got it bullied out of me I thought one day like I'm so fed up of being like bullied for being a chav that I'm just going to start faking my accent and I think and I was stuck you got a lovely accent (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but I think that kind of from a young age was telling me like you're not good enough you're not good enough to fit in here. You're not good enough yeah. to fit in there. So I was desperate. I was such a people pleaser. Oh my gosh, my whole twenties. And also I was paranoid that everyone hated me. I remember when I started Made in Chelsea, I used to try and talk to people and I was so shy, but I was loud. So people never really thought that I was shy. Um, and I'd walk away from the group in tears because I was like, oh my God, they're all going to be gossiping about me. Oh. It was like, it was really traumatic. I actually um, remember your Made in Chelsea. Um and I feel I can see such a huge transformation, actually, thinking about yeah. it. I can see that you were shy on there. But now I just see I do see you as a confident person. You just you can see that confidence within yourself. Like you've really, really grown. Thank you. And do you know what? I feel like when I was on Made in Chelsea, it was the worst time in my life. And that's not because of the show, but it's because I think because I'd always been so insecure and I'd always needed validation being offered a reality TV show, which had never really been on my agenda. I was trying to get into presenting, but I was like, oh, it's an in in the industry. I didn't know anyone. Um, I started seeking validation or thinking that fame would bring like validation, which I needed, but also success, which I saw as money. And funnily enough, like money is not guaranteed in this industry it's kind of like laughable now that when I started the show I remember thinking like soon all my worries will be over I'm gonna have money oh I wonder when it's gonna start rolling in and I think (laughs) (laughs) I was so broke for years like to the point all my friends were going on holiday and I couldn't I had to move out of London I couch surfed with a friend in Bristol for a few months so it was quite weird that everyone had this perception of me that of you know being from this super rich borough in London and actually I was like this working class kid from near Newcastle living yeah. on a friend's sofa <laughs> especially as your accent had changed as yeah. well like you know it, it would have been believable but it just goes to show um that there's just so much more 
to someone in like what meets the eye and that's what I think people need to remember and I think social media that's one of the negative things of social media is that people always like take it at face value um yeah. and like just see a picture and just think oh my god you know they don't know the story behind the image and they don't people forget that people are showing their highlight reel or you know their best bits and even people that are showing real stuff like us we we just try and keep it real and no t- airbrushing and all of that sort of stuff I'm still not showing my whole life yeah you know and that's the thing I think it's like normal for us to be judgmental towards people because I think it I don't know whether it's human instinct or something that's been built into us through what we've read or diet culture or whatever it is but I also think we can be like stop ourselves and be like no we're not going to think that that's not right that we think that or we actually don't know them so we can't judge them and I find that you can almost like retrain yourself to treat people with a bit more kindness yeah I think that's really important I think I think things are getting better I like to think they're getting better um I think people are starting to realize but obviously there's always one and um it's just again just keep educating people and I think schools are starting to realize it a lot more now with kids being on the internet a lot more like cyberbullying and things like that that you you often can't escape it I feel like when I went through um a bit of bullying at school I could come home to a nice household and my mom and my cousins lived on my road and I could escape it yeah. whereas now with the internet kids are coming home and their phones are still going off with the same people and I think I'm, I'm hoping that um you know things sort of improve and get better um yeah it's horrible isn't it because children really don't know the impact that their words and their actions yeah. can have but I guess yeah, the is. thing is with the internet whilst it can be a really awful place and a place of comparison culture and trolling we also have the power to kind of control our content and I always mm. say to everyone like especially during lockdown because what we might have thought we liked before lockdown or in normal life might not be be what we want to see now like for example we might not want to see people with expensive designer items now because we've lost our jobs or whatever it is whereas maybe three months ago that was something that we found interesting and that's why I always say like never be afraid to mute or unfollow people because like the Mm -hmm. only person that matters is you and your happiness yeah I have definitely muted um a lot of people while on lockdown just for my own for my own sanity as well because you know when you're like I, I could feel like I was enjoying my food and my mindfulness went out the window and like it was my birthday and I've enjoyed every moment of it but now I'm starting to sort of feel a little bit uncomfortable and um and I I don't want to put on too much weight that's the honest truth not because I think it's disgusting or whatever but because I know that that won't make make me happy because I don't feel good I can't I can't like get off the floor from playing with Macy comfortably if I get back to where I was after I give birth to her and I've worked Mm. really hard to sort of get fit and strong that's the main thing with me rather than weight it's just feeling strong like I felt my joints were starting to get weak again and all these things and then you go I was going online and I was just seeing these people everyone in like tiny underwear and um also like joking about putting on weight and oh no when I come out of isolation I'm going to be huge or the size of the bus and it was just making me feel a little bit crap so yeah you know I even though I you know talk about body confidence I still am very honest I have my moments where actually I have to take a step away and mute people for my own sake because then you should start questioning yourself yeah, I think it's really healthy. And even people that I like, people that I know and like in the industry, I don't, I don't, well, I follow them, but I've muted them just because I don't want to be drawn into seeing, A, I don't want to like end up copying someone's content because I'm seeing what they're doing that's similar. And I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. And also I just, I don't want to find myself, I feel like the healthiest friendships or um, I guess like relationships with work colleagues is when you're not comparing everything that you're doing. And for me, the way, the way I can do that is to like not see what they're doing, which doesn't mean that I don't want them to do well. It means no. that I can put my hand on my heart and say, I feel good about this person as opposed to I feel competitive about this person. Yeah, and it, and it, make, it forces you to be creative because you might accidentally, you might be copying some of that, realising like subconsciously going, you know, it's so true. Um, 
And really, your content needs to come from the heart as well and come from how you're feeling. I feel like it's almost like a journal for us because we just express how we feel on there. It will be so interesting looking back in years, won't it? Being like, oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I've I've had a massive roller coaster at the start. I can't even tell you. Like, I had days where, like, I cried all day because I was, like, not even, like, worried about work or anything, even though, like, it's peaks and troughs and brands don't know what they're doing and um I feel like it's like gone a bit quiet and then it goes then there's something comes up but mainly just because I don't know I just felt like just a switch something just switched in my head and I just felt really down all of a sudden and it was like I almost felt like I had to feel that way or I was supposed to feel that way because of what was happening yeah and also I feel like sadness is really underrated I feel like a lot of people see being feeling down or feeling sad like in they see it the same as being negative and actually we're we're humans and sadness kind of makes us empathetic humans and it makes us able to like understand what other people are going through and also if you don't express sadness it sometimes comes out through anger or through other things and then that makes other humans find it hard to relate to you or help you because they don't understand what's happening so I Mm. think like even if people who are listening are feeling sad like that is a perfectly acceptable human emotion and I always say to people there's an amazing Disney film I don't know if you've watched it called Inside Out oh yes I have oh my god I love it and I feel like it completely like transformed my kind of perception over Mm. sadness because I used to be like no I'm a positive person I don't want to be sad I don't want to be sad and I'd always put on this brave face and then I felt like a lot of people didn't understand me or they didn't or they thought I was being fake or whatever it was because I just always had this happy front and once people started to like once I was able to express a bit more vulnerability or show sadness people were like oh finally she's human we can relate to her yeah, no, it's so true. It's so true. It's, I, I had a couple of messages. Well, actually, one of, I've got three brothers and one of them said to me, oh, Connie, people, you know, people don't really want to see you f- be low at a time like this. You know, like people need to see positive content to keep them positive. And I was like, no, most of my following are women and they're a lot of them, majority of them are probably mums. And being a mum is so up and down. One day you're like Wonder Woman and you can do everything. And other days you just can't. You might have had a sleepless night. The, the, the routine's just gone out the window or the baby's not playing ball, whatever. And I have to share that reality. It doesn't mean that I'm a negative person or I'm being negative. I'm, I'm not. I'm just showing just the rea- reality of the fact that it's okay to feel sad sometimes. Yeah, um, and I think there'll be so many people following you like, oh my God, thank God, it's not just me. And you're yeah. kind of taking that pressure off them. I don't really want people to think that I've got a perfect life, to be totally honest, because I don't want them to feel bad about their own life because my life isn't perfect. Yeah. I think that I'm really conscious of that. Um, I think that's really important. And that actually go, like moves me on to another question I wanted to ask you, or a topic I wanted to talk to you about, is relationships. Because I've had a lot of messages, and actually I know of a lot of people that during this lockdown have broken up. Yeah. And I'm being, I've been with my partner for nine years in May. So I don't really know much about relationships anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I've like been with Ricky longer than some people have been married or whatever. So like, why would people be breaking up? Do you think some people have kind of gone like, oh my God, I'm not staying in isolation with you. I can't do it. And they kind of realized that the person's not for them. Um, I think there's like loads of different reasons because the main one is I think a lot of the time people outgrow each other, but they're sco- they're, they're too scared to go, to go back to being single because there's so much negativity around being single and people associate it with like loneliness or being left on the shelf. Or, you know, there's so much yeah. anxiety that kind of tells you that being single is bad or, you know, what's a pretty girl like you doing without a oh, boyfriend God, as yeah. if like that's the thing. And having been single myself for six years, I for the first three years, it, I really, really had to kind of, I really did feel like a failure because I was like, why does no one want me? I thought that I was like nice and I just kept getting messed around. And then that's when I decided to kind of like take ownership of my relationship status. And I started traveling and, you know, just doing things that I thought I would have to wait until I met someone. And I think a lot of people are now in isolation where there's no distractions. Maybe before they kind of knew deep down that there was 
something not right anymore, but they were just trying to like ride it out. But now suddenly you're not able to distract yourself by going to work or going out with girlfriends or guy friends or whatever yeah. it is. And so they're kind of faced with the reality of like, we are not good for each other. But then I think as well, it's kind of, unless you know for certain, I think it's really hard to make any life affirming changes when you're in a kind of place of trauma or uncertainty Mm. um because I guess it's like not healthy for anyone to be spending this much time on top of each other like there's very few people in the world that live together work together um and you know people have different size houses and Mm. I think there's like so many reasons but what I will say is there's nothing lonelier than being with the wrong person like people who are afraid of being single like there's such a freedom to being single. And once you kind of get used to putting the energy that you used to put into the wrong person, into your friendships or into travel, or if you like painting, into painting, whatever it is. Yeah, just into yourself, yeah. Yeah, then it kind of like allows you to make healthier choices for yourself. And once you're not afraid of being on your own, then you can't get manipulated into staying in the wrong relationship because you value your own time more. Yeah, I think that's so important. I think... I mean, sometimes it's easier said than done, isn't it? Um, Because people can just feel, if you're already feeling insecure, um, to find that strength and that confidence to be like, I can be okay on my own. What, like, what makes you just go, right, I've just got to do this. I've just got to, and because, you know, imagine if you're living with someone, you've both got a flat together, you're so unhappy. You're really unhappy in that relationship how do you how do you find that confidence that's what I think people struggle with to be on your own and to to just undo everything that you've built with that person I guess it's like realizing that it's such a long life and even like I get people messaging me all the time being like you know I'm in my late 20s now I should be settling down or I should I don't want to start again I'm scared to start again even people in their 30s and I'm like if we live to our 100 which Mm. I hope we do you're sacrificing 70 years of your life to be with the wrong person. Mm. And I lived with um, a guy in 2014 and it was so wrong, but it was so scary. I probably would have broken up with him six months earlier, but it took me a long time to get the courage because also I couldn't afford to live on my own. So if I, I was literally, I knew, but that by breaking up with him, I'd have to completely start again. Mm. I didn't, I had my dog. I didn't know where me and my dog would be able to go. Um, and it was really tough. And that's the thing. I think nothing in life is easy. Mm. <laughs> like if it was easy, then everyone would do it. But, and I did, it, you know, I moved to Bristol, to, lived on a friend's sofa for a bit and it was really hard. And I kept thinking, what have I done? What have I done? But now, oh my gosh, I couldn't even imagine still being in that tiny flat with him. Like we're so different and I don't have any ill feeling towards him. I think we were just so wrong for each other, but the thought, it makes me sad that there's people that feel so trapped because we always have time to turn our lives around. Yeah, absolutely. I think you just you've you've just got to go for it and just know that it will be okay. Yeah. And talk to someone. I think talking to a friend just about how you're feeling and what's going on. Like never think that you're boring someone with your feelings. Um I think talking to a friend or a family member is so is like underrated as well. Yeah, and being careful not to get caught up in nostalgia. Like I said earlier, we we really don't like to live in the present. Yeah. So um, I say to anyone who's struggling to get over somebody or, you know, I just say, write down all the reasons why you guys weren't right together. And then every time you get caught in nostalgia, look at that list. Because for mm. all of the things that you write on that list, there'll be someone out there that... Yeah gives you like it's like all the times that we've been had our heart broken and we look back and think like what on earth was I upset about they did me such a favor that I'm not with them and so sometimes you need to think in like a year's time or two years time it won't be as it won't be as sad anymore and you'll be so much happier because you won't actually feel trapped being with the wrong person yeah I mean exactly and in times like this when people are feeling lonely you might be living with yourself it's probably so easy to reflect on the good times and reflect and oh I wish you know maybe I shouldn't have broken up with him 
you know, I could be in a flat with him right now and I wouldn't be by myself. And it's just bringing yourself back, like you say, to that list of the reasons why it didn't work. And actually, if you did go back there, it could be 10 times worse because you'd be on top of each other. 100%. And I feel like being on your own is not the same as lonely. And like, think of all the things that you can do, like starfish in the bed and... Do you know what I would do to just be on my own for one day? (laughs) Yeah, because I I start I started living with my boyfriend just at the beginning of lockdown, so he's still um, he's still got his own place, but we ended up isolating together. And for the first like week or two, it was so difficult for both of us, kind of like adapting to being on top yeah. of each other. So when um, a lot of my friends who were single were like, "Oh my god, I wish it just makes me feel so much more lonely. I wish I had someone." I was thinking like, I just want to go back to starfishing and being able to watch <laughs> Sex in the City and being yeah. able to read a book and not have to like explain myself planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Baffled, a brand new podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. Imagine the likes that that would get on Instagram, you having a quick one up a lamppost on the moon, incredible. So you basically <laughs> saying the reason the dinosaurs stopped living is because they all collectively made a decision to have no more children. Oh, they're talking, I think until 10 years ago, I, I still shared the bathwater that my parents were in. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. It's hard to make decisions on life when you're we're in a in a situation that's not actually like real life it, it is real life it's happening but it's not like normal is it yeah definitely. so it's like just don't make any rash decisions right now reflect I think maybe and just to kind of think about it but maybe just wait until afterwards to, to really solidify anything because it's like when you're on holiday and you go on holiday with someone and you're like this is they're 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 perfect for me I'm so in love they're the one well you've just been on holiday to the most stunning place in the world you're both sun-kissed you know it's like honeymoon period like reality hasn't hit and I think I also think that there needs to be more than just love in a relationship I think that people can fall in love more than once and I think a relationship is so much more than love love isn't enough in my opinion um I don't know what you think about that but I think there needs to be a lot more in a relationship than love. Um, I definitely think you can, I definitely think that there isn't a one for you. Like you can definitely be compatible with more than one person. Um, I mean, I guess for me, for sure, love is important, but I think it comes down to having like similar values and like a respect for each other. Absolutely. That's what exactly what I mean. It's that sort of having having the same a similar vision in life as well going sort of in the same direction is quite important as well I think totally and also the like 
what might be right for us five years ago might be different for us now. Like I feel like there's a really negative, um, like negative. I don't know. I say like people at school who'd be like, "Oh, she's changed," and I'd be like, "Well, I hope they've changed. It's been ten years. If there's been no change, that's a little bit worrying." And I think yeah. it's okay either with relationships or friendships, or even jobs to realize, do you know what? I thought I really wanted this, and actually, mm. it's not fulfilling me anymore. It's not making me happy, or this friendship's not making me happy, or this relationship. As much as I love them, like it, we're not happy, yeah. and I think that's like a takes a lot of like self-respect to come to those conclusions absolutely I think a lot of people will be reflecting on their careers now as well with with so much uncertainty around them then there might be people that are obviously really worried and stuff but there might be some people that think do you know what this might be a good opportunity for me to sort of really think about what I want to do in life because like you say like although we've got I don't know I'm 28 I might have another 70 years life is short and it does go quick and you really need to make the most of it 100% 100% and I I saw on your page as well like I feel like you love a challenge and I guess that's all sort of part of your your way of life and how you you're very into obviously self-love and looking after yourself and just making sure that you're with the right person surrounded by the right people but I feel like you love a challenge you've run a marathon which I <laughs> just thought was amazing because I run 5k and I'm like dead oh same but, at the moment <laughs> really How, are you are you into exercise that's one thing I wasn't sure like I feel like you look great and you just you glow you're healthy um but I don't know do you, how much you, I've seen you obviously you, the marathon thing but how much are you enjoying exercise right now and are you into exercise do you know what I have um I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with exercise or it's something. It's not something that I'd say that I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to go for a run or I can't wait to go swimming. It's definitely something that I have to like gear myself up to do. But the difference is I stop seeing it as punishment. You know, when you're mm. a child, you're always exercising, but you're not mm. seeing it as like, oh, I better go no. burn a thousand calories. You're like, yeah. oh, I can't wait to play on my pogo stick or I can't mm. wait to, I can't wait to, go skipping with my friend or whatever it is and so I'm trying to kind of get back to that so thinking about what I actually enjoy and with running once I'm actually running like for the first week if I haven't done it for a while it's hell but I think you know we all pick it up like my friend Lila she is a self-confessed like she's not a runner but she started doing you know 10 minutes every day and now she's actually starting to enjoy it and there's nothing I love more than putting on like a really cool house playlist and just like getting Mm. lost in my thoughts as I run um or like I love boxing like there's nothing more satisfying than like thinking of your ex's face while you punch your bags (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean yeah absolutely just getting all that frustration out now I love boxing I absolutely I think I'm like you I, I was so sporty growing up and love sport but that's because I didn't see it as exercise I saw it as like um I wanted to win or you know it was just fun um and then obviously as you get older that's why I've decided I'm going to join a netball team after this oh I love that because I just want to get the fun back into sport and exercise I don't want my exercise just to revolve around me going to like a a, a, a class a 45 minute intense class or going to the gym you know do you know what? It's so funny. I was having this conversation with someone the other day, how when we're younger, we're doing all of these exercise, um, doing all these different activities and learning. And then we get to teenage years and our parents are like, you know, you should, you should do sport or you should do a music in- instrument, but you kind of just want to not have the hassle because you kind of just want to be free. Yeah. So then the, the moment you get into your twenties, you like quit everything. Cause you're like, ha I don't have to do it anymore. And yeah. then you get, you get to like towards your thirties and you're like, I think I'm gonna make my life a bit fulfilling I'm gonna stop painting again I used to love painting it's just so funny isn't it it's is so funny it is so funny and it's funny because we, we're kind of all all we're all doing it at the same time as well it just must be I don't know must be something to do with our hormones or just or just the the fact that you're introduced to house parties and drinking alcohol with friends yeah it seems much more important I remember when I first started clubbing being like I can't believe people in their 30s don't club like this is so fun I'm never going to turn boring and the thought of going clubbing now like even as a DJ I'm like (laughs) (laughs) unless I'm paid to play music there like I'd rather be in front of my TV (laughs) yeah I'm definitely a meal and and a glass of wine kind of girl as well yeah 
I like I conversation over the table and I love good food me too that's my favorite like good food good drink like conversation that's one thing I cannot wait like to have a nice dinner party with my friends I say nice like only because they're there as opposed to it being fancy yeah of course and are you gonna have that at home because I know you're you were renovating your flat weren't you're decorating doing your kitchen up yeah, and I decided to get a pink kitchen, which I seemed like it. a really great idea until okay. I lost oh, all my work and then uh, they had to stop making it. So I've had no worktops, no kitchen sink. Oh, um, but once it happens, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love your interiors. Is that another one of the things you love is interiors? Yeah. Do you know what? I kind of like have this theory that we should all like pursue our hobbies, even if it's not necessarily for work, because mm. like for DJ and that's like one of my biggest ways I make money now, but I only started it as a hobby. And mm. so when I bought my house, I just got really into interiors. So I actually did like a little interiors course on the side. Oh. Um, so it might never, you know, I might never want to be an interior designer, but I just think no. like the more you pursue your hobbies and what interests you, the more you kind of put yourself out there to be maybe seen in the right place yeah absolutely I love that I love um I love your drive and like motivation do you are you someone that like loves writing to-do lists and writes goals for the year and things like that I love to-do lists but I hate long-term goals I find it a bit overwhelming because I think like I don't want I don't know I don't want to wake up in the morning and be like this will be good for me in five years because how do I know how do I know what I want to do in five years so I just see it as like every day, like, what can I do today that will make me happy? Okay, well, I need to like tidy my house. I'll, I'll write lists for everything. Because even then on the days like yesterday, I really couldn't be bothered to do any like work. So I was like, okay, what can I do on my like non-work productive list? And it was, you know, like cleaning the counters or whatever it is yeah. and just getting that little sense of satisfaction of ticking something off. For sure. I, I, I When I write to-do lists, I even put shower at the top. <laughs> you know, like I go into so much detail. Just because when you see, I see like 10 ticks, even if one of them's a shower, it just, it just feels like a real sense of achievement. <laughs> Massively. I actually bought the Mrs. Hinch list book and it's literally just a book of lists. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I go on it every week. I'm like, oh, a new page. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's good. It is definitely satisfying. I think that's something that people might benefit from doing during this time as well. I think routine and just even, I'm not saying like you have to be productive all the time because that is pressure. I think that is pressure because there's some days where, you know, you just don't feel like it. But um, even if I just like put on a wash one day, I just feel right today I'm going to make sure I've done two washes and then that that makes me feel good and I just write them down in my notes on my on my phone and I tick them off and this podcast is keeping me going I'm just loving it I'm just loving talking to people and um it's giving me something to focus on yeah I think it is good isn't it even if it's like organizing zoom calls with your friends like just having that something in the diaries that on a Monday morning you're like oh I've got a Skype call with my friend tomorrow night something to look forward to for sure and you know you're an empowerment coach is this what what made you want to be that empowerment coach because I feel like all these little things that we've talked about sort of could be part of almost like a session I feel like I've just had a session with you (laughs) what would it it entail and what made you want to be an empowerment coach do you know what I feel like because I I guess the journey that I've been on myself and all the lessons that I've picked up along the way and I feel like I've you know experienced a lot of things like I put Mm. myself into a lot of situations and I try and like find solutions to make myself happier I guess because I'd say like I'm I I wasn't born like happy I've like really trained myself to be or I wasn't born confident and um I I feel like people would always ask for my advice on Instagram and I'd never wanted to I don't know I just kind of like felt like a bit of a fraud because I was like well just because it's worked for me it doesn't mean it's going to work for everyone so Mm. I just started looking into coaching because it's something that I've like wanted to do for ages Mm. Um, and I've I've had life coaches myself like along the way and I thought like oh this is sometimes if you get an amazing one like you're like wow but sometimes I'd be like oh I feel like I could do this so I just started looking into courses and then um, I don't know it kind of just feels like the natural step of the things that I talk about Um, and so yeah I've, I've really I've really enjoyed doing it but it's also like transformed my own life because obviously I've kind of learned all the tools and I guess like having a coach especially an empowerment coach it's just about understanding like we are all different so we all have different values so 
It's just getting people to live their life to the fullest according to what their values are and what makes them happy. So to do that, you have to kind of really get to know someone and, you know, what kind of person they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so you almost become a friend in a way, a friend that advises. Yeah, 100%. Because I guess like that's the thing, like sometimes we all need advice and sometimes our friends and family have the best intentions but they might not see our vision so a coach is someone Mm. that can like help you see your vision and help you make it happen yeah and it might even be like for example if when it comes to like exercise it might be that you realize like I did that my aesthetic body isn't something that is high on my priority list of values so as much as I was like I should go to the gym or I should do this it would always feel like a chore because it was it's never something that was that high on my value list whereas Mm. like maybe my health is because I had sepsis so it's it's just about making people see what their values are so that they can change their perception or their the way that they see things so that they are living their best life basically that's really really interesting I think I think a lot of people would really really benefit from that yeah I feel like everyone should have a coach I, I think so now when you explained it and like with, with so many people suffering with anxiety and things like that at the moment why do you yeah. think people are feeling so much pressure not on like regardless of coronavirus like just pretend that's not even happening even before that I feel like did in the olden days when my ground was growing up did people this, this many people have anxiety and mental health issues did people were people this insecure then as they are now like what's changed um, I mean, I feel like mental health issues have always been around, but yeah. definitely le- less understood. Like I know that my mum's mum was in a mental home for a while and that was actually postnatal depression. But obviously wow. back then it, it wasn't it wasn't yeah. seen as that. But I think life has just become so fast paced compared to what it was in previous generations. And mm. also we are... We, we can never switch off. Like, do you remember the days of MSN Messenger when you'd be oh like, be right back? Yeah. <laughs> like, we, ne- we never leave now. And so we, we are seeing everyone else's highlights, but also we're being exposed to people from backgrounds that we would never normally see. So like, yeah. you know, so growing up, I didn't even know about designer shops. Or if I did, they mm. certainly weren't places that I thought that I would ever go into. Not that mm. I, and I still don't, but seeing on Instagram, you know, people with all their designer stuff, you're in back in the day you wouldn't be seeing that so you wouldn't Mm. feel like a sense of failure if you don't have like a mansion in Beverly Hills and all of these other things or I don't know I think we just see a lot more of even just even just like five designer handbags like I don't own one designer thing um and it's not because I wasn't couldn't afford it but it's because I prioritized buying a property and other things so I guess that goes then back into your whole empowerment coaching and realizing what's on your priority list and your perception and now I can look at someone on Instagram with all designer things and think you know what that's lovely and I'm really happy for them and that's obviously really important to them but I don't really feel like I need that sort of stuff 100% do you know what when I see bags and say if it's like a three thousand pound bag I'm like that's like six plane tickets because yeah. for me like travel makes me so happy that I'm always yeah. like why wouldn't they just want to go traveling <laughs> yeah absolutely I'm all for a holiday or for a trip away over that so yeah and and do you know what it's, that's fine if that's their priority I, I again that's another thing is not judging people for the, what their priority is 100% but I guess it's um more for the people who feel like they need that for happiness yes yeah when you, you really really don't well Ashley, it's been amazing speaking to you. You too, um, I love this chat. Oh good, me too. Um, I've learned so much from you and it's really helped me during this time actually just remember who I am and it's grounded me again. Um, oh, thank you. It, no, it really, honestly, really, really has and I really hope it's done that for the listeners. Um, at the end of each episode, I asked my guest if she can tell me one thing she's really looking forward to. I know you said, dinner with your friends but if there's anything else and also um if you could give your younger self one bit of advice what would that be um the thing that I'm most looking forward to is being able to hug my friends Mm. and the advice that I would give my younger self is they don't hate you 
they're then probably not even thinking about you. So, or like live live the life that you want to live because people are going to talk about you anyway. So you may as well be doing what you like. I love that quote. It's definitely something that I I um, I've learned as well. I love that. Thank you so much, Ashley. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And hopefully, after all of this, me, you, Lucy, we can all go for a nice drink. (laughs) Yeah, a drink, a drink, and a hug. That would be lovely. I'd love that. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and maybe even share with a friend if you think they could benefit from listening to Growing Up Female. I'll be back next Wednesday with another amazing female. See you then. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We know times are very difficult right now. And if you want any more information about coronavirus, go to nhs.uk slash coronavirus. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.